0: Welcome to the Charleston Church Podcast. This is the Unstoppable Power devotional series. We're studying the Book of Acts as we prepare our hearts for Revival Nights with Tony Suarez, which is going to take place September 9th through the 11th right here at Charleston Church. Hey everybody, welcome to day one of the Unstoppable Power Bible reading experience. For the next 18 days, we are going to journey together through the Book of Acts. This is a most powerful story that we're going to uh, bring to our memory as we see how God moved through the beginnings of this great powerful movement, the Pentecostal church. And so if you want the uh, reading plan, go to our website, charlestonchurch.net, charlestonchurch.net. You can find that reading plan and join us each day for the next 18 days as we study God's word and we let this the word of God like a seed go into our hearts. And there's one thing that builds faith and that's hearing the word of God. And then we'll conclude on our Revival Nights weekend. We're just preparing ourselves for what God will do on September 9th, 10th, and 11th. Uh, Evangelist Tony Suarez is gonna be joining us, and we believe over these next uh, few weeks, God is preparing us to end 2022 super strong, and then we'll go right into 2023 with that momentum of faith and strength And so reading the Word of God is powerful, and you put this in your heart, and there will be tremendous results, okay? Uh, You can catch this on Facebook, YouTube, several different platforms, Uh, um, the app, I think, can you get it on the app, Josue, all right? Josue's joining me today, and you can get a podcast, and then it's on Spotify, so find a way. We try to make this available different ways that best help you, okay? Acts chapter 1. Let's go to it. Verse 1, I'm going to read verses 1 through 11 in the New Living Translation. In my first book, I told you, Theophilus, about everything Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving his chosen apostles further instructions through the Holy Spirit. During the 40 days after this crucifixion, he appeared to the apostles from time to time, and he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive, and he talked to them about the kingdom of God. Once when he was eating with them, he commanded, Do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised, as I told you before. John baptized with water, but in just a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and to restore our kingdom? And he replied, The Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Verse 9. After saying this, he was taken up into a cloud while they were watching, and they could no longer see him. As they strained to see him rising into the heaven, two white-robed men suddenly stood among them. Men of Galilee, they said, Why are you standing here staring into heaven? Jesus has been taken from you into heaven, but someday he will return from heaven in the same way you saw him go. I want to talk to you uh, and kind of set us up for what God had originally planned for his church and that his church would be full. Let's talk practically on God's vision for the church, God's vision for you, what your part is in the in the most uh, impacting organization on the planet. It's the church of the living God. Ready? You can write down these few few thoughts. Number one, he expects that his church be fully filled. and What he means is that he expects that there to be a, a unity in his church. In Acts 2, we see that all of the people were together. When you begin to read through the book of Acts, you'll see the numbers increase. When you read through the book of Acts, you begin to see the gatherings uh, increase. They were not having less church. They were having more church because they were Fully unified. And I promise you today, God works by His Spirit through unity. Not fake, (laughs) not just because you signed a piece of paper, but because we have the same Spirit within us, we are unified. We're not unified by skin color, we're not unified by age, we're not unified by education or income. We are unified because there's something in us that is the same, and that is the Spirit of the Living God. People gather in different places, and they might have different reasons, but they don't have the same spirit. And uh, I want to encourage you to allow the same spirit that saved you, healed you, to unify you, and let God's church be fully filled with one mind, one heart, one spirit. Number two, God expects his church and his people to be fully functioning. As you read through the book of Acts, you'll find that God uh gives to the church the gifts of the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers. If we only needed 2 of those ministry positions, Jesus would have given us 2, but instead he gave us 5. In Jesus life he fulfilled the ministry privilege or the ministry power of all 5 of those ministry positions. And today I would encourage us to be prayerfully open to when God brings to the church apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. We have an evangelist in Tony Suarez and his wife will be joining him. There's a gift in that ministry. And so if we want God to move fully in his church, we have to be hungry and honoring of the five-fold ministry. That there are people in ministry positions, if they're honored, God will flow through those ministries and do powerful things. And, and I hope that in our church and that we could be an example if we need to be, that we will show tremendous honor and respect for the leadership that God gives to each and every one of us, okay? Next, God wants his church to be full, fully invested, fully invested. That means it's our time, our life, our priority, our talents, our treasure, God wants us to not be partly invested, but to be completely invested. I want to serve with people who are all in, who are who are completely a part of what God is doing in these last days. I think sometimes uh, it is easy for people to look at participation in church as like a volunteerism, and and that word volunteering is is a good word, but. But I think sometimes people think of it as like, it's just, I do a good thing for a nonprofit organization. But understand, this is, in your family, you don't consider yourself a volunteer when you serve the family, do you? You consider yourself a family member. This is what family does for each other. And there's nothing more pleasing, I believe, to the heart of God when he sees his people fully invested to bear not only their burdens, but to bear the burdens of other people. We have a commitment to what God is doing that is different than any other commitment that we have on the earth. And I want to I just see God raise up a group of people that say, I'm in this. I'm in this completely, and I'm in this for life. Jesus gave his all. I refuse to not try to do the same. History has uh, spoken to us through the years of his faithfulness to Charleston Church. Next year, we'll celebrate 100 years. As I look back and, and through my short lifetime, think of all the people that I saw as an example, as a child, as a teenager, young adult, and even now, I see people who are making an eternal, an eternal difference because they are fully invested. They've just said, Lord, whatever you want, I'll give. Whatever you need, I'll supply whenever, whatever, and wherever. We've got to see this happen. We have a state to win. God has given us a mandate that we at least have one church in every county in the state of Maine. That's 16 counties. That's not going to happen with a half commitment, and we're already three counties in. And look how God is providing and and supplying people who say, I'm all in. I am all in. If you're kind of on the fence right now, you just kind of, you know, your priorities are maybe not Christ first. The Bible says, "Seek first the kingdom of God, then all these things will be added unto you." I promise you, you will never outgive God. I promise you, you will never outdo what God can do for you. He refuses. Hey parents, you know what it's like when your children go above and beyond? You want to go above and beyond. And it is a joy to be a part of what God is doing. So we are fully filled. We are fully functioning, not only functioning in ministry, but functioning in church gifts. We're fully invested. Here's another one that I believe that God will have for us is that we're fully engaged. No spectator Christianity. I enjoy going to games. I enjoy sporting events. Uh, I enjoy being a spectator uh, as much as the other guy. But church is not a place that God expects people to just kind of sit and spectate. When there's worship, may his people be worshiping. When there is prayer, may the people be praying. When there is uh, a welcoming, may everybody be a part of the welcome team. Uh, When there is giving, may everybody do their part. And I actually see that at Charleston Church. Many people make mention of that over and over and over again. Uh, There may be some new people that are kind of figuring things out, and that's fine. But I love it when I get into a service where uh, people don't have to be on the platform to worship, but people have actually come with an intention. You can tell when they get out of their car, when they walk into the building, the smile, the openness, the hunger. They intended to not come sit for a concert. They came for an experience with God. Amen. We've we might even be so bold to turn your phone off. I know it doesn't seem like you could survive it, but you want to turn your, turn your attention towards what God is doing. You never know who you're sitting in the same row with, that God's got something in your heart to give to them. I love it when there's spontaneous involvement, when people say, I'm totally in this. I'm totally engaged. And then I believe these people will be fully filled, fully functional, fully invested, fully engaged, and fully persuaded. That's my last one. You will find a boldness in the book of Acts, and I challenge you to be with us every single day over these next few days. They were bold. They were persuaded. They were convinced. They were convicted. They were were not trying to be talked into it over over and over and over again. Um, they, They weren't wishing Man, I I feel this in my spirit. They weren't wishing that God would do something. They were expecting God to do something. They were so persuaded that men and women actually laid their lives down, gave their lives for the cause of Christ. And again, they never gave more than what God would give, give back. I'm persuaded. I'm persuaded that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life can I just tell you a few things that I'm persuaded? I'm persuaded that this Bible is the word of God. I'm persuaded that God spoke to holy men and women by his spirit and inspired them to write these things down. I am persuaded that whenever you put this word into your heart and you open your heart and you're obedient to it and you live by it and you apply it, and you speak it. I'm persuaded miracles take place. I'm persuaded he still baptizes people in the Holy Spirit. I'm persuaded he still gives us the powerful gift of praying in a heavenly language, and we see things happen that would not otherwise. I'm fully persuaded entire regions can be saved. I'm fully persuaded that governments cannot stop what God is doing by his kingdom. I am fully persuaded that there is nobody that is beyond the reach the salvation of Jesus Christ. I am fully persuaded that God has everything that you need to do everything he's called you to do. I could go on. I could go on. But let me tell you the last thing that I'm persuaded of, and Jesus makes reference, the angel actually makes reference to this in Acts chapter one, verse 11. I am persuaded that Jesus is coming back. Just as Jesus came the first time as a baby, he will come the second time as a ruler. I don't think you could find anybody. If you found him, it would take a long time. Find anybody that would say, I don't believe that Jesus ever came to the earth. There's more evidence for the life of Jesus Christ on this earth than there is for that of George Washington. At least that's what I'm told. And I believe that. I mean, you you just, Jesus lived on this earth. Well, just like he came the first time, he is coming another time. I am fully persuaded of that. The angel said to the gazing disciples as they looked for their savior, he said, Just as you've seen him go away, you will also see him appear. The Bible says that he's coming, and he's coming for his church. He's coming for his people. Are you ready? Number one, are you ready? Should he call your name today? If you're not, you need to be ready. But secondly, are you ready? Are you doing what he's called you to do? Are you fully filled? Are you engaged? Are you functioning? Are you persuaded? Jesus is coming back. When I was a boy, I'd go to my friend's house, and if their parents were away, we would set up forts and wars, and we would just tear the house up. We'd eat everything that we could find. All of a sudden, we looked at the clock, and we found out their parents were coming home soon. You know what we did? We got busy. (laughs) We got busy. We put that house that we had wrecked back together because we knew their parents were coming soon. I'm telling you, Jesus is coming soon, and there's a lot of wreckage in our earth. There's a lot of wreckage in our state. And I'm telling you, I'm persuaded that when he comes, he's gonna find a whole lot of people at Charleston Church, and I know he'll find many churches that will be busy preaching the gospel, reaching people, serving him, honoring God, walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. I am fully persuaded he's coming for a church that will be powerful. Yes, these are some dark times around us, and the Bible said there would be, but I'm fully persuaded that the church that Jesus wants will be ready when he comes back. My question is, are you going to be ready? Are you going to be a part of it? That's what we're preparing our hearts for, that God would give us a fresh anointing, a fresh experience of supernatural power of the Holy Spirit. So let's pray together. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for the book of Acts, actions, things that took place. They are for us an example to encourage us to believe, God, that not only can you reach the individuals, but you can reach the masses as well, that, God, you can take uh, something that seems small and let it grow into something great. That church, Lord, became a mighty force on the earth that, that drew the attention of all people. And, God, nobody got glorified except you, and that's what we want because you are coming soon. So, Lord, over these next 18 days, as we take and set aside time daily, to allow the inspired word of God to come into our hearts and plant like a seed in good soil that will produce a tremendous harvest. Lord, encourage your people, revive your people, inspire your people. Let us live in holiness one more time like you've called us. Let us live in confidence like you've called us. God, let us to be everything that you want us to be and we give you the praise and the glory in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, mark your calendars for September 9th, 10th, and 11th. We're calling them Revival Nights. And as a bonus, we're going to throw in a Sunday morning as well. And uh, Tony is going to be with us, Tony Suarez. Check him out on social media. Uh, You're going to love him. We're going to have a great time. I'll see you tomorrow for our Unstoppable Bible Reading. Thank you for tuning in to the Unstoppable Power devotional series. Keep tuning in daily for the next podcast. We'll see you here at Charleston Church for Revival Nights with Tony Suarez, September 9th through the 11th.